0: Welcome to the MindPod, conversations on mental health, brought to you by Mayup Char and the Fortis National Mental Health Program. We've been having conversations on various topics which are important to mental health, and today is probably one of the most well-known words related to mental health, schizophrenia. Most well-known, most misunderstood, most misused, if I may also add. Used as a slur. Use as a comment, portrayed from comedy to violence to psychopathy in media, instilling emotions in people, which can range from a lot of reactions except empathy. Schizophrenia is our topic for the day, and we are going to dwell into it along with two well-known psychiatrists, Dr. Vasanth Ranganathan from Chennai, Dr. Kedar Tilwe from Mumbai, who will help us understand What is schizophrenia? What do we do about it? What is the way forward for this illness? And is it all that we've been seen and hearing and shown or there is more to it? Let's have this open conversation with these two experts. Uh, Kedar, you first. Like I was saying, the kind of stereotypical thoughts, the kind of discrimination that the illness, schizophrenia brings in and individuals and families suffer is probably second to nothing. Your thoughts around this first, before we get more into details on the illness.
1: Schizophrenia, the schism in the mind, the tear in the fabric of reality, a term which has been with us for 200 years, but which has been synonymous with any mental health related issue for, from the time that we really had a mental health issue that we were aware of. I think you have to understand that this is a syndrome illness, it will vary from person to person, the symptoms will vary. So the chances of misunderstanding it are high. But more importantly, it's not only restricted to the person, it also affects the family members, the prevalence of depressive disorders, the prevalence of expressed emotions present in the family, the caregiver burden that is associated with schizophrenia is high. Not to mention the fact that what it does to the mind of a person over a period of time is basically it draws the person into a shell completely shutting off from the world. And in order to understand what schizophrenia can do for you, if you ever get the chance to visit a mental, chronic, long term state sponsored mental health facility and you see a catatonic uh, person, uh, you would understand what uh, destructive power the illness has and the most unfortunate part of this is the signs and symptoms especially the positive signs and symptoms like paranoid uh, ideation and delusions would be evident at the early stages and if treated early it carries with it a chances of reduced burden in the lifetime and a completely functioning individual through their life so i think it's one of the most destructive illnesses that a person can encounter and one of the most misunderstood ones.
0: Yes, uh, destructive because we don't reach out at the right time, misunderstood and that's why we don't reach out at the right time. And uh, if you have an intervention at the right time, the uh, outcome is so different. Uh, Coming to you, Vasant on this, uh, help us understand the importance of timely intervention before we get into the signs and symptoms and causes. I want you to emphasize upon What is timely intervention when it comes to schizophrenia?
2: Schizophrenia, as you both were discussing, is a a disorder that is uh, mostly uh, associated with a lot of stigma and uh, the first is to hush down the symptoms, to ignore it and uh, try to underplay because the society at large might look with uh, suspicion and it might bring disrepute. So there is a very uh, commonly that we notice in our practice that uh, symptoms are not uh, early identified and they have just let be there and it is only when it becomes very severe and the person is not manageable by the family that they really try to do an intervention at that time. Even then the first intervention is through natural healers and other remedies that they seek for. And that brings in a lot of delay from the point of onset to symptoms and to the uh, time to take the right medical intervention that is required. If you stop the fire early, the damage is less. You let it go, it progresses, and uh, it destroys a lot of things. Similarly, when you identify symptoms, when you feel that there is some oddity, when there is a certain change, in yourself or in your family members or friends, the first step is to bring him to a mental health professional to rule out if it is schizophrenia or any other psychotic disorders to be on the safer side. That's how important it is to identify and not waste time between the onset of symptoms and initiation of treatment.
0: So it's a very very important aspect. Identify by being aware and start treatment by ensuring start treatment by ensuring that um, you reach the expert as early as you can. Coming to you again, uh, Kedar, you were talking about positive symptoms and negative symptoms. So if you can help us understand what are these symptoms and how do we identify schizophrenia.
1: Schizophrenia is a syndromal illness and uh, there are many ways to go about classifying the symptoms. Positive symptoms are symptoms which would add to the pathology. Negative symptoms are symptoms which you take away from yourself. So positive symptoms would include paranoid delusions, hallucinations, things that you can easily identify whereas uh, negative symptoms like alogia, apathy, Not interacting, absolute indifference to the outside world are symptoms which are often missed uh, when it comes to schizophrenia. DSM-5 classification uh, requires two out of five symptoms. Presence of delusions which are bizarre, non-reality based. That is false firm beliefs which the person believes in spite of evidence to the contrary and is not in keeping with uh, his or her uh, social, occupational or cultural beliefs. Delusions are false, firm beliefs which are present despite evidence to the contrary and are not in keeping with the person's social, cultural or personal belief systems and their symptoms persist in spite of evidence to the contrary. Uh, Hallucinations are sensory stimulations in modalities, especially auditory hallucinations which can be first, second or third person type. The threatening ones being the command auditory hallucinations which uh, cause the person uh, cause them to act in a manner which responds to the hallucinations uh, there is disorganized behavior present and if these are present then you would uh, diagnose the person as having schizophrenia so it's not a simple diagnosis it has to be present for at least a period of a month according to the icd or at least six months according to dsm-5 so i think that's where the symptoms come from and it's not just about what evidence the person's relatives presents. It's a very, very clear-cut, distinguished uh, entity in the diagnosis.
0: Right. Uh, coming to you, Vasanth uh, Kedar mentioned delusions. He mentioned hallucinations, uh, disorganized uh, behavior. Can you give us some examples uh, of what a hallucination feels like? Uh, what delusion could be? What is disorganized behavior? If you could give examples of that. Of what you've seen throughout your career? Uh,
2: delusions are uh, very fascinating. They do have that core paranoia there. And uh, you the patient, the person usually complains about you know being followed. There uh, the, are a lot of references, like if there is a news clipping article that has come out, they say no, this is a coded message for me the people on the news are talking about me, everybody around is discussing and are trying to plot against me. So these are types of delusions where the rest of the family members feel otherwise and they feel that there is no necessity for being targeted or being followed or being persecuted. But the the person, that individual feels otherwise. So that is a very classical example of a delusional thought. Similarly, when we talk about hallucinations, they are something related to our sensory perceptions, like hear, smell, seeing or touch, anything that is uh, not being experienced usually. For example, you hear voices of people discussing very, uh, which cannot be or which is not audible to the people near you, but you are able to hear uh, your relatives who are settled elsewhere discussing and uh, or you're able to hear sounds without a physical form those are uh, types of auditory hallucinations similarly visuals which only you can see and the rest of the people deny when you point it out to them those are the hallucinatory behaviors disorganized thinking could be either an irrelevant talk using uh, jumbled or muffled up words the speech isn't coherent the answers aren't relevant to the questions asked and the thought process seems to be of a tangential to what is being discussed and what is being asked to. So that is a kind of disorganized thinking that uh, we should look out for and to add a little more of uh, to these symptom clusters uh, the belief of one's movement or belief of one's thoughts being controlled by others, thoughts being inserted into their minds or their actions being monitored and being uh, made to do certain things also constitute uh, important characteristics of schizophrenia.
0: So uh, you talked about delusions, hallucination, disorganized affect uh, Kidar talked about uh, catatonia as well. Uh, Kidar coming back to you you earlier mentioned positive and negative symptoms so all of these were positive symptoms is that right
1: Most of these are positive symptoms, yes. Alogia, apathy would be negative symptoms. Restriction of effect, uh, no interaction with family members, seeming to withdraw into uh, self, those would be the negative symptoms. They are very difficult to distinguish over a period of time and technically they will cause more morbidity than the positive symptoms themselves because once treatment is initiated, the positive symptoms do respond well quicker and the negative symptoms do have a deficit syndrome associated with them. So even though these symptoms are less, Less likely to be noticed, they are associated with more of morbidity.
0: So, yes, like we mentioned, there are some positive symptoms, negative symptoms. Uh, asking you again, Kedar, here, how does this illness come? What are the causes that an individual gets uh, schizophrenia?
1: We always describe any psychiatric illness according to the biopsychosocial model of the illness. So we'll just uh, start with the biological determinant of schizophrenia first. And there is a dopamine excess in certain tracts of your brain, which would uh, lead to psychosis precipitating. There is a genetic preloading that is a person who has family history of schizophrenia is more likely to suffer from schizophrenia. Not compulsory but more likely that being the operative word. Also when we talk about biological associations you need to understand that cannabis intake has been directly related to precipitation of schizophrenia and I think that's a very clear-cut easily understandable variable when it comes to how biologically this illness can be precipitated. Psychosocially of course there is the shift and drift hypothesis of schizophrenia there is a stress hypothesis of schizophrenia which points to the fact that as the stress level increases the person's coping mechanisms reduced and he will regress into a more primitive form of defense mechanism leading to schizophrenia like symptoms there is also a very interesting hypothesis which we are looking at in which schizophrenia is looked upon as type 3 diabetes and very interesting treatment avenues coming up because of that understanding that's the biopsychosocial model of uh, schizophrenia of course uh, a lot of uh, risk factors are associated with it so intake of uh, hallucinogenic drugs or cannabis even when uh, alcohol is taken beyond an excessive quantity there is a deterioration in the brain which can lead to schizophrenia like symptoms so that's uh, that that would be the contributory factors
0: yes thank you thank you uh, completely understand this so essentially what Kedar just mentioned was that this is like any other illness and the causes are a combination of chemical imbalances, some genetic factors, some biological factors, some psychological, social factors as well. And the interface brings about the illness. Coming to you, Vasant on this, uh, help us understand how does treatment happen for schizophrenia? What are the various uh, processes involved and how effective is the treatment?
2: Um The beauty of schizophrenia is that if addressed early and if medications and the right remedy is started at the earliest then we are looking at remission and it is noticed that around one third of the people with diagnosis of schizophrenia can experience a complete remission of their symptoms thereby improving their quality of life. And for the remaining of them medications play a huge part in reducing the a magnitude of the positive symptoms and helping them to reach the normal behavior or to have a good quality of life without experiencing any uh, deteriorations in their functioning. One very important aspect is of medication is the cognitive protection it gives. Because the schizophrenia as an illness has a lot of uh, effect on the cognitive aspect of like memory, attention, problem-solving, social skills. So the earlier we treat it with the help of medications, the better would be uh, preserving these kind of uh, skills and cognitive power of the patient. And that will help in recovery. And when we talk about medications, there have been uh, umpteen number of uh, drugs, right, from our first generation, second generation, and the latest to be added. And it is work in progress as we discover more newer things on this uh, illness. A lot of new medications are getting added onto it. And we work with uh, in the medications because they help in reducing the symptoms and they're very effective in preventing relapses, too. So, when it comes to schizophrenia, the role of medications is very, very important. It is uh, the golden line or it is the one that is the most important aspect. Yes, the other remedial measures or the therapy, they all hold good. But it is all second line and this is the primary thing when it comes to schizophrenia in the mental health spectrum.
0: I think that's a very important thing that Vasan just mentioned. That when it comes to treatment of schizophrenia, you are looking at medical intervention being the key. All other aspects of intervention are secondary to this one primary intervention. And this needs to happen very timely. Because you are looking at more than 60% of people having very significant improvement and leading very good lives. If the right time intervention, the biological correction happened at the right time. And then we were able to maintain the course of the treatment as well to prevent relapses. Uh, So much has been talked about Kedar in terms of uh, functionality, in terms of what uh, individuals can do and can't do. Would it be right to say that if you've taken treatment at the right time, Mm -hmm. then the outcome is a lot positive and most people would be able to lead an independent good quality of life if the treatment has been started at the right time.
1: Yes, I think the short answer is yes. But uh, we have to remember that duration of untreated psychosis is, well, the higher it is, the worse the prognosis is. So, if you identify the symptoms early, if you report early, if you take the interventions required, I think medications are the mainstay of the treatment. One thing that I would like to mention which is very very misjudged is perhaps ECD and the role that uh, other uh, non-invasive brain stimulations can play in treating especially refractory hallucinations. So those treatment avenues are also available and we have gone from having to suffer through the illness for the lifetime to leaving with schizophrenia to achieving complete remission as a role of treatment. So I think that's something that we can always look forward to. And the earlier we spot it, the quicker we can intervene and the better the prognosis would be.
0: Something that Dr. Kedar mentioned here, very important for all of us listening here. The earlier you reach, the better is the outcome. The more you delay, the outcome almost is inversely proportional and it will have an impact. Uh, Vasanth, uh, before we um, end this conversation, the kind of stigma... That surrounds schizophrenia, and the discrimination that happens at multiple levels—at individual, family, societal, occupational, so many levels. What can we do about it? What is that? What can the society do to ensure that this discrimination and stigma around schizophrenia ends?
2: True. I think people with the diagnosis of schizophrenia experience. A lot of, uh, even you could say a human rights violation. Uh, The person has the right to get treated at the right time. Human intervention that is required, which at times is not given to them, owing to the stigma associated with this illness. So, yes, people with schizophrenia do experience a lot of uh, uh, human rights violation and also aren't given the best possible support. So the first thing is uh, education of the family and society at large. That uh, patients with this diagnosis of schizophrenia aren't aggressive. They wouldn't come and hit you or they wouldn't harm you in any way. And uh, they also have illnesses to be addressed and medications is one of the way. And if done, intervened early, they will improve uh, quicker and they can redeem their a lost life and move on with what is there. So uh, life skills training, cognitive behavior therapy and other rehabilitation procedures for the person with the diagnosis of schizophrenia along with medications. Apart from that widespread awareness about the disorder, acceptance by family members and society that if uh, treated well it is going to reverse and patient is can become a part of their family and enjoy their family presence. I think if these two are followed, uh, it would be a much more easier world for patients with schizophrenia to be in.
0: Yes, I think that's an important word. Easier world. The world needs to go easy by becoming aware. Educate yourselves. Make sure that around us, if we see a loved one, showing signs that were talked about today, you make sure that you reach an expert at the earliest because timely early intervention holds the key to a positive outcome in the future. What patients, families seek is respect, dignity, human rights. What we need to do away with is stigma and discrimination. When it comes to mental health, we are all stakeholders. And we all have a role to play, how we talk about, how we portray it, what language we use, how do we encourage individuals, how supportive we are, what is our level of empathy and compassion. On that note, thanking both Dr. Kedar Tilve and Dr. Vasandh Ranganathan, we had this important, insightful conversation on schizophrenia. Continue listening to us. This is the Pod. Conversations on Mental Health Brought to you by Mayok Chal and the Fortis National Mental Health Program. Thank you. Keep listening.